This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 15, and I'm James Eke. I've just been reading from the Lao Tzu philosophy on the strength of weakness. It's a strange thing, I think, how it is men in the West do not realize how much softness is strength. One of old Lao Tzu's favorite analogies was water. He spoke of water as the weakest of all things in the world, and yet there is nothing to be compared with it in overcoming what is hard and strong. You can cut water with a knife. It lets the knife go right through, but when the the knife is withdrawn, there's not even a trace of a wound. Lao Tzu also said that while being a man, one should retain a certain essential feminine element, and he who does this will become a channel for the whole world. The ideal of the 100% tough guy, the rigid, rugged fellow with muscles like rocks, is really a weakness. Probably we assume this sort of tough exterior as a hard shell to protect ourselves as much from the outside as from fear of weakness on the inside. What happens if an engineer builds a completely rigid bridge? For example, the Golden Gate Bridge or the George Washington Bridge, if it didn't sway in the wind, if they they had no give, no yielding, they would come crashing down. And so you can always be sure that when a man pretends to be 100% man, he's in doubt of his manhood. If he can allow himself to be weak, he can allow himself what is really the greatest strength, not only of human beings, but of all living things. It is upon the philosophy of the strength of weakness that came from China to Japan through the migration of Zen Buddhism that there has largely been inspired one of the most astonishing forms of self-defense known as Judo, or perhaps more popularly, Jiu-Jitsu. The word Judo is fascinating because it means Jew, the gentle, Do, Wei. Do is the Japanese way of pronouncing the Chinese Dao. And so it is the gentle Dao. The philosophy of the Tao has applied to self-defense. Now, this philosophy has various components, and one of the most basic things to to the whole practice of Judo is an understanding of balance. Balance, indeed, is a fundamental idea in Taoist philosophy. The philosophy of the Tao has a basic respect for the balance of nature. You don't upset that balance. You're trying to find out what it is and go along with it. In other words, you avoid such mistakes as the wholesale slaughter of an insect pest, of the introduction of rabbits into a country like Australia without thought as to whether the rabbits have a natural enemy. Because through such interference with the balance of nature, you find yourself in trouble. So the philosophy of balance is the number one thing that all students of judo have to learn. You may illustrate this principle using a ball. Whenever one pushes the ball, it yields. It never loses its balance. It's the safest form in the world, completely contained and never off-center. 
and thus to be completely contained and never put off center by anything, this is what is aimed at in Zen. This is also symbolized sometimes in the figure of the legendary founder of Zen, Bodhidharma. Japanese toy makers represent him as a little dumpy toy figure weighted in such a way that however you hit it, it always comes upright again. And so in the same way, the expert in Zen, as well as in Judo, must be a man who is never phased. He's never brought to a point of doubt where he hesitates, where there's an in interval between the action of life and his response to it. Now, if we look at these principles of Judo, the problem of balance is easily demonstrated with the question of lifting a heavy roll of material. We would be foolish to try to just pick it up from the top because it shows no understanding of the laws of balance. If you want to lift something, go below its center of gravity. Put your shoulder to it, undermine it, and lift it so. And that principle goes throughout Judo. Part of the understanding of balance in Judo is to learn to walk in such a way that you're never off-center. That is to say, your legs form a triangle and your body is on the apex of it. And when you turn, you always turn to keep your feet appro approximately under your shoulders. And in this way, you're never off balance. The second principle beyond keeping balance and understanding balance is not to oppose strength to strength. When one is attacked by the enemy, you do not oppose him. Instead, you yield to him just like a matador yields to the bull, and you use his strength and the principle of balance to bring his own downfall. Supposing, for example, there's a blow coming at me from a certain direction. Instead of defending myself and pushing the blow off, the idea in judo is to carry the blow away. The knee goes out, catching the adversary below his point of balance, and he drops with a bang brought about on his own initiative and your cunning. The same attitude of relaxed gentleness is mostly seen, for instance, in watching cats. When a cat falls off a tree, it lets go of itself. The cat becomes completely relaxed and lands on the ground with a heavy thud. And if, for example, a cat were about to fall off a tree and suddenly made up its mind it did not want to fall at all and it became tense, it would be just a bag of broken bones upon landing. So in the same way, it's the philosophy of Zen that we are all falling off a tree. As a matter of fact, the moment we are born, we were kicked off a precipice and we are falling. And there is nothing that can stop it. So instead of living in a state of constant tension and clinging to all sorts of things, which are actually falling with us because the whole world is impermanent. Just be like a cat. So that's uh, from a piece that I found by Alan Watts. And if you don't know who Alan Watts is, I really suggest you pick up some of his writings. Nowadays, there are plenty of little snippets of him all over the place if you look. People have made some 
fairly cool little videos. Um, and superimposed his voice over it. Alan Watts was, uh, well, he was a lot of things. But he was, I guess, the best way to describe him was a philosopher. And he had a Zen angle to most of what he was doing. And he looked a lot into the martial art of, of jiu-jitsu or judo. And the gist was to take the philosophy of it and to put it into your everyday life. And that's kind of what this whole podcast is about, I guess. And that's, to be honest with you, what all the training is about. What you don't want is to just make your training about something that works for you or maybe doesn't work for you when you're on the mats. You want to take that philosophy and those things that you learn in the physical world of your training and bring it into your life. And that's what he's getting at here. This idea of getting past the viewpoint of being strong and rigid and resisting and instead learning to go with things, learning to relax, learning to flow. And probably just as importantly, like he says at the end, is instead of living in a state of constant chronic tension and clinging to all sorts of things, which are actually falling because the whole world is impermanent, just be like a cat. And land on that ground, completely relaxed. And just keep on going. Of course, you're going to keep falling and you're going to keep landing. <laughs> I think these are very good aspects to uh, try to understand. In your training, it's very easy in your jiu-jitsu especially to deal with that force with force. And that's what most people when they first start training do. Um, they start training with someone and they put all of their aspects that they carried with them into it. And they become hyper-aggressive. And... It's kind of counter to what you want in terms of your, your jiu-jitsu or your judo training. You want to learn to flow. You want to learn to yield. You want to learn to relax. You have to start to appreciate this idea of breaking the balance, of learning to overcome that hardness and that strength with gentleness. And that's a pretty cool thing once you start to actually feel that happening. Um, because, like he says, this tough exterior, this hardness, is probably there to protect ourselves as much from the outside as fear of weakness on the inside. 
But one of the best things you can do in terms of your training is learn to let go of everything. Let go of the strength, let go of the weakness, and just let the training kind of flow with you and help you through to the other side. In the end, really, all of our training, even though we're training with all these different people and everybody is going to be a little bit different and you're going to find some people that give you a hard time, other people you're going to give a hard time to, in the end, who your opponent really and truly is, is yourself. And I think that's a key thing to remember, that when we're training what we're trying to overcome through this letting go is all that stuff we carry. And kind of just like that cat that lands with grace, we just want to let it all go and just be that chilled out cat wandering around looking for a piece of sunlight to chill out in for a little bit. Alan Watts wrote something else that was very interesting, um, and that is that life is it's not a journey like we all make it out to be, but it's more like play. And that the best way to look at it is in terms of music, where when you're listening to music, you're not waiting for that end. And if it was that way, there'd be a whole lot of musicians that just did a final you know cymbals crash together and that's the end you go to a concert and it's over in one second because it's just some dude up front crashing cymbals together the loudest and the coolest and then you go home because it's the end that matters that we are doing all of this just for the end and yet that's kind of how we live our lives we live our lives as if, well, in two ways, that it's never going to end, but it's all there for this journey that we're headed on. When instead, what we probably should be looking at is that that enjoyment of music in the moment and how a person who does music, we talk about it as they play music. And in a way, all of us in our lives are playing our song. And I think that's a, a very good lesson to learn in life. Because some, some of our songs are going to be very long and some of our songs are going to be very short. And what we are here to do is to play it right now and enjoy it right now. Because we're not building up for that crash of the cymbals, really. And just like a song, we're going to enjoy it right now as it plays, not when it ends. And you learn this through your training as well when you train properly. When you do jujitsu and you're rolling around on the ground with a person, you're not waiting for that buzzer to go off. You're dealing with what's happening right then in the moment. 
that elbow into your throat, that armbar that's coming, trying to put pressure onto them, trying to pass them, trying to sweep them, flowing with them, hearing their breathing, trying to control yours. It's play. And I think that's an interesting and important thing to keep in mind that our training, it has to be fun. It has to be play. It has to be something that is creative and full of life and that helps build people up and is enjoyable. Because we're not waiting for that final cymbal crash. We're trying to enjoy this beautiful music. So there you go. Alan Watts. I never really expected that I was going to do a podcast on him. I followed him for for years and years. And um, the other day I was thinking about the fact that he did a lot of different things about judo. And it kind of just fits in perfectly. And while he's not really remembered so much as a martial artist, um, kind of in a way I guess he should be because he took that philosophy of the martial arts into his life. And all the greats did that, if you think about it. So there you go. So we only have one question today, and that is, um, when you're training, should you be concerned about the internal aspects of it, or should you be concerned about the external? That's kind of a, a deep question, but I think that's a, it's a good question to, to look at. Um, I'm going to break it down a little bit. In terms of external, that would be um, how we deal with the physicality of the training. So you can look at it in a, couple, a few ways, but what, what I'm going to talk about is in terms of our training... What we want to always understand is that it should be restorative. It should be something that is about growth. It should be something that is about um, gaining a greater understanding in your life. And that should be the same with any training you do. Even if we're talking about something like doing deadlifts or doing push-ups, how are you using that to improve yourself? So a physical thing on the, of the external, so of your body, of your muscles, it should be doing something that builds something inside yourself. And you might think to yourself, well, push-ups are just push-ups, but they're not really. To do a push-up, you have to say you can't do push-ups very well at all. So you, you have to figure out, well, what am I doing wrong that I can't do these push-ups? Maybe my, I think that I have to have my knees on the ground because I don't think I'm strong. Well, the reality is, is you probably can keep your knees off the ground because you are strong. Maybe you're not as strong as you will be or you want to be, but you're strong. So the proper form. Then you have to be disciplined towards perfecting it. So maybe when you first start, you can only move your body just a, a couple centimeters. 
but every time you do a push-up, you should continue to try to have that perfect form to go lower, to push your body. And then when we take that push-up and the perfection of it into our lives, we start to do everything that way. Maybe we, you know, drive our car better. Maybe we eat better. Maybe we realize that, well, the push-up is one thing, but what am I doing for my mind? So I need to read more. And then something as simple as a push-up and learning how to do that form properly and learning how to get it right and how to get lower with it and maybe how to do more of them or maybe set yourself a, a goal of I'm going to do 50 push-ups a day. That becomes something that helps to transform your life. So when you take that idea of something as simple as a push-up and put it into your martial art, you can start to see how a simple physical act can have repercussions in developing a far better life. How if we think the right way when we're training, it can make us better. How when I'm fighting with this other person in, say, jujitsu, how that dealing with all these other people is actually an internal thing. How really, in the end, the greatest opponent you're ever going to have is going to be yourself in dealing with your inner things, your baggage. And we all have it. And we all have to work on it. And we all have to get through it. And just like Alan Watts would say, you can't get there by being rigid. It means letting go. And it means relaxing. And it means flowing. It means yielding. Because only when you yield, when you breathe, when you relax, can you really see what's there. So what you want to do is learn to be supple, learn to be tender, learn to be just chilled out. And then not only will it help your training, but it's going to help your life. Because hopefully you can see what's going on. And when there are times when you fall, you'll land like that cat. So I think we'll bring this podcast to an end with that. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please give it a review uh, or give it some stars or give it whatever what you are listening to a podcast on asks you to do. Uh, your kind words are always appreciated. Um, the other thing you can do is uh, pick up a copy of one or all <laughs> of my books that I've written. Of course, like I mentioned before, they're available on Amazon. Um, you can get The Warrior's Way. Uh, 
The second one is A Wolf in the Woods. Uh, they're both kind of like this. They, they use martial arts as a springboard to talk about other things. Um, but more importantly, get out there and try to take the things that we're talking about in these podcasts and apply them to your life. Um, really, that's what this podcast is about. It's about living a better life and trying to be more happy and fit. Not that happiness should ever be a goal, but it's not a bad thing to be. So there you go. Um, thank you very much for listening. And get out there and see how you can take this stuff into your everyday life. And I, that, that's really, really what I'm hoping from this podcast is that it'll help trigger you to think about things a little bit differently, to train a little bit differently, to get more from your life, um, to enjoy that song of your life. And that's about it. So have a good day. Have some fun. Train hard. Be happy. Take care.